series now my aim in this series is to ensure that nobody will make a choice between foolishness and wisdom and that you will go for wisdom straight you will not even consider foolishness at all you will go for wisdom straight so i'm going to start the series by sharing with you the 14 practical definitions of wisdom the 14 practical definitions of wisdom number one life is like a timetable wisdom is the ability to do the right thing at the right time life is like a timetable wisdom is the ability to do the right thing at the right time okay how many of us went to school so you went to school so you know what a timetable is a timetable is what tells you what to do at every time whilst you are in school do you know that those who failed in school were people who disobeyed the timetable if at the time you are having mathematics in class you are sitting down watching football on TV, you will pass mathematics examination. Now, when you don't know the, your timetable, you may end up going to school with English textbooks when you are actually having mathematics. So, when you don't follow a timetable, you may do the right thing by the wrong time. You, you understand? You, you know what I, I do to my children during examination week? I get their timetable for examination and I see what they study the night before they go. And if you have mathematics, on monday morning and by sunday evening you have biology at home i'll punish you because you are doing the right thing but at the wrong time the purpose of timetable is to help you do the right thing at the right time so you go to school you know when to wake up because that the timetable is telling you when classes is coming you know when to dress up because the timetable is telling you you have to be at the particular place at the particular time when you are leaving your hall of residence or your dormitories and you are walking out you know where you are going because you are following the timetable and when you enter into a classroom, your mind is prepared because you know what you are going to do. Now, do you know that life is like a timetable? Life is just like a timetable. If you don't do the right thing at the right time, you will fail. You will fail. <laughs> you will fail. There are people looking at my faces today. Look at my face today. Do, do you know your life today is the exact representation of how you spent your time yesterday? And your life tomorrow will reflect what the way you are spending your time today. Do the right things. At the right time okay ecclesiastics ecclesiastics chapter 3 verse 1 there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven you know you can get so busy and yet you do the wrong things at the right time or the right things at the wrong time and you don't get results life is like a timetable sit down i never do anything at the wrong time i want to make sure i get up every day and i know that by this time i have to be here and i have to do this and i have to do that and i want to end the day glorifying god that he gave me 24 hours and i used it very very well are you understanding me 
there are some people 24 hours is not enough and there are some people 24 hours is too much for them you know why because one is using the time rightly and the others are not using do you know that the only thing you have in common with everybody doesn't matter the color of your skin where you live your your age the only thing you have in common with everybody is time we all have 24 hours nobody has 25 hours you have 24 hours how you use it is essential it's important you let me give you this assignment from tomorrow morning 6 a.m to the evening 6 p.m sit down and ask yourself what did i do with my life what did i do with the time god gave me what did i do with all the opportunities that came my way did i get up in the morning planning for the day or i just got up in the morning thinking that anything happens anything can just happen anything goes listen success does not happen to people people happen to success and people who succeed the success is not by default success is by design you have to be intentional about succeeding you have to plan to succeed and you will and the most effective way to plan your success is to take every second of your life and use it and make good use and efficient use of it have you ever thought about this before you are supposed to sleep eight hours a day and eight hours is one third of 24 hours in other words, you use one third of your life sleeping. So when you were 15 years old, you have slept five years. 21 years old, you have slept seven years. By the time you are 60 years old, you would have slept 20 years of your life. By the time you hit 75 years, 25 years of your life is gone into sleep. Can I ask you a question? Do you know that what you, you plan to do in six years, you only have four hours, four years to do it? Because immediately you have six years, two years of the six years is gone to sleep. What you want to do in three years, one year is going to sleep. You only have two years to do it. So you don't have enough time. And can you imagine if you sleep more than eight hours a day, you will fail? When they say time is money, I never understood it until I was doing cleaning in London. And I wanted eight hour cleaning, but I got four hours. And I was receiving five pounds in 1996. I was receiving five pounds per hour. And I got only four hours. So 20 pounds for, per day. Anytime I closed and went home and sat down watching TV and one hour passes, I said to myself, I have just lost five pounds. Another hour will pass, I said, I have just lost five pounds. One day I was just watching a movie or a news or something and I just looked at it and I said, why do I lose money watching you whilst you gain money for me watching you? When I'm speaking to charismatic believers who just look at me and say, but Jesus said, do not worry about tomorrow. Yes, I agree. Do not worry about tomorrow. He did not say, do not think about tomorrow because there's a vast difference between thinking and worrying. Worrying is using your mind to magnify problems. Thinking is using your mind to solve problems. So do not worry about tomorrow, but think about tomorrow. Everybody wants to live and uh, see 50 years. But how many of us have a five-year plan written down? Raise your hands. See? Only few of us have five-year plans written down. So even though you want to see the next 50 years, you have not even planned for the 10% of that 50 years. Five years, you have not even planned for it. Listen, life is like a timetable. Wisdom is the ability to do the right thing at the right time. Wisdom, definition number two, is this. Life is like a snake. Life is like a snake. Wisdom is the ability to charm it before it bites you. Life is like a snake. Wisdom is the ability to charm it before it bites you. Can you imagine? Life is like a snake. Wisdom is the ability to charm it before it bites you okay ecclesiastes 10 and the verse 11 reading from the niv ecclesiastes 10 and the verse 11 if a snake buys 
before it is charmed, there is no profit for the charmer. If a snake buys before it is charmed, there is no profit for the charmer. Can you imagine if I say I have a powers to charm a snake and I wait for the snake to bite me before I charm the snake? There is no profit. My power is useless. You know what the Bible is teaching? The Bible is saying that don't be reactive. Be proactive. Solve problems before they get to your neck. Don't be reactive. Don't let things happen before you react. Don't let things happen to you. Happen to things. Happen to things. For some of us, we have waited for the snake of life to bite us. We are not looking for antivenom treatment. We are so poisoned by life. Our life is a mess. We sat down. We saw the cracks in the wall. We did not deal with it until it broke and fell on us. I lived in a house, Nadabraka. There was a big crack in this house. People, the our next door neighbors, kept telling the owners of the house, this thing will break and kill people. Oh. This thing will break and kill people. Oh. One afternoon, we heard a very loud noise. The wall of that building had broken. The room had broken. A retired man was sitting down in his house across the building. They were only sharing the wall. The house broke and hit that man and killed that man instantly. Why? Because somebody waited for the snake to bite before charming it. Do you know, like they say, there is no smoke without fire. Anytime you see smoke, there is fire. Don't have to go and buy air freshener and start spraying the, 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 the scent and say you are killing the scent. It is not enough to just kill the smoke. Go look for the fire and put the fire off. They say if you see somebody's beard burning, fetch water and put it beside yours. It is the, the art of prevention. It is better to prevent than to cure. Don't know what we say? Do you know that more children will leave if you followed the doctor's, the doctor's advice? That every three months or every particular time of give your children anti-malaria treatment. You don't have to wait for the child to have malaria and the child is hot in the middle of the night and your baby is dying in your arms and you have, don't have a car to go to the hospital with the baby and by the morning that you are ready to get out, the baby is dead and you're crying. You're just crying. Why are you crying? You could have prevented it. Don't let your life get messy before you try to face it. Face it before it gets messy. Am I speaking to somebody here? Am I speaking to somebody here? Amen. Okay. Number three, the third definition of wisdom, of wisdom is this. Life is like a library. Life is like a library. Wisdom is the ability to know the right books to read for your assignments. Life is like a library. Wisdom is the ability to know the right books to read for your assignments. Wow. Can I help you clarify this? Okay. Okay. Can I ask again, how many of you went to school? Amen. It's so easy to pastor this church because everybody went to school. <laughs> Amen. But you see, let me tell you something. You know when you go to school, there's a library in the school. The purpose of that library is to go in there and do your research. Okay, so let's say my brother here, your name is? We say, this is brother William, this is brother Emmanuel, this is brother Magnus, and this is brother, brother Sammy. These are four men. They are all in the same university. But he's doing project management, he's doing general management, he's doing human resource management, and he's doing marketing management. Let's assume. If all these men enter into a library, the same school's library, they will all be looking for different things. Because what took them to the library is the assignment. Each one has a different assignment. So I don't go in there and I say, oh, Brother Emmanuel, you are reading, you are reading human resource. Wow. Can I read some? When my brother here is supposed to be doing project management, but he wants to read human resource management books because Brother Emmanuel is reading it. 
the assignment they give him is different from what the Emmanuel's assignment. So they cannot all read the same book. That's why in the library, we don't have only one book, but we have different books. Because they understand, the school understands that there are different people with different assignments. And different assignments will bring different people into the library. It will bring short people, tall people, white people, black people, guns, Liberians, Ewes, Ashantis. They will all go to the same library, but different assignments. I you understand what I'm talking about? And life is like that. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Whilst you're in your mother's womb, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Can you imagine it? Every one of us, we have different assignments. So the book I read might be different from the book you read. Okay, now you ask yourself, so what is the book? What is the book I need to read? Everybody around you, those who lived before you, those who lived after you, who came before you and those who you came before, and those who around you, even your friends, their stories are books that should tell you things about life. But here it is. It is not everybody's story that must interest you. It is not everybody's success that you can emulate. Because every human being has a different assignment. So you look for people. You know, there are some preachers, I don't even listen to them. Because the assignment is different. But there are some preachers, I am addicted. I am addicted to what they teach. I read their books. I listen to them. Because we have similar assignments. They are like a book that I read from. Do you know why you're in this church? You are in this church because your assignment and my assignment are similar. That's why God brought you for me to pastor. So I am a library book you must read. Do what I do. Say what I say. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Because I'm your library. I'm your library book. You see, listen. It is not every pastor you will enjoy sitting under. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Number four. Life is like a seed. Life is like a seed. Wisdom is the ability... To plant the seed in the right soil, water it, prune it, and wait for it to grow. Wow. Matthew 13, the verses 31 and 32. I'm reading from the NIV. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all your seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants. And becomes a tree so that the bears of the air come and perch on its branches. Do you know that your mother is the wisest person God created? I'm telling you, your mother is the wisest person God created. You know why? You were, you were so small. I remember it took me two years to walk. I suffered from all the cystic diseases. I had dysentery. I had whooping cough. I had symptoms of polio because it took me two years to walk. Everything that should have killed me was available. I had chicken paws. Everything. Everything. But my mother believed in me. Held on to 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 me. I didn't really want to go to school. I came from Kumasi to Accra. And the Kumasi and Accra guys were far ahead. I was learning rhymes in in Chi. Then I came to Accra and I see the moon and the moon. I said, Now go for me, pa. I didn't understand anything. You understand? Oh, when, when Accra people were learning, Kofi is running, Ama is sweeping. We were learning, Kofi Ritumrika, Ama Reprapra. So at, at class five, I didn't want to go to school. My mother studied my timetable and realized that every Thursday, 
is when I don't want to go to school. And what do they do different in school on Thursday? My mother realized that it was reading. So my mother came to the school and begged my teacher for textbook. When I come from school, my mother would catch me and put me in between her legs with my back facing her and then put a textbook over me or teach in front of me and teach me how to read. I see all my friends going to play football and my mother had a knock ready on my head. If I move a little, she would knock me. So I sat down there. My mother taught me how to read. I would have taught school in class five. You know why? That's why I'm hosting all the mothers. But you see, all of us here, we're so little. Somebody believed in us, took care of us, nature. That's how life is. Every successful company you see today existed like a baby. Somebody believed in it and nurtured it gradually. Gradually, gradually. We came to Sprinter's Road, my wife and I, to pastor a church that sometimes only two people come. But we believe that this was a seed. It has life. And everything that has life grows. Let's just find the right soil. Let's water it. Let's plant it. You see, if you don't understand this principle, if you are not a wise person, you will despise small beginnings. You will look down on small beginnings. Even between me and mommy, I was a seed. When people were mocking and laughing at mommy for choosing to marry me, mommy knew my potential. She nurtured me and grew me. Okay. So wisdom will never let you despise anything small. Wisdom will let you see the potential of things that come around you. Amen. Amen. Okay. Number five. Number five. Number five. Life is like a bank. Wisdom is the ability to save today and withdraw tomorrow. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man rapes what he sows. You will always, always, it is what you put in life that you get back. I'm blessed with a lot of bank managers in, in, in church, especially at the headquarters. I'm blessed with them, but I just can't go. But can I walk to his bank and say, okay, Charlie, because you're a member of my church, I've come to withdraw. Um, I like big money too. I can, can I withdraw like, like 50000 The first thing you ask me, oh, okay, daddy, give me your account number. I say, I don't have accounts here. He will be surprised. You don't have accounts here and you have worked here. For me to give you 50,000, am I going to steal it or not? Or what? He might even stop coming to church the next day. A pastor who walks to his congregation members' banks and demands money from them. I cannot just walk into a bank and demand money when I have not put money there. Is somebody understand what I'm talking about? Life is like that. You can never get out of life what you have not put inside life. So don't sit down there and be envious of people who are successful. They put something in life. They put something in life. They put something in life and they are getting out of life what they put inside life. Success is not by chance, though. It is by design. People plan it. You know, everything happening to me, I planned it. It was deliberate. It was intentional. I said to myself, I must be a national figure. I said to myself, I must reach this level. I planned everything. I planned who I am today. I put something in life and what I put in life, I'm getting it back. Especially when I put it in life, recognizing the grace of God is even coming bigger and bigger and bigger. When I was teaching you about the leadership lessons from the parables of Jesus, I said one of the parables, the seed, the, the growing seed, that the kingdom of heaven is like a man who scattered his seed. Whether he sleeps or wakes up, the seed grows and he does not know how it grows. All you have to do is that when you do your best, God will do the rest. Are you understanding me? And some people want to get from life what they have not gotten from life. People even want to get from their marriages what they have not put in that marriage. They have input love, they want love. They have input respect, they want respect. They have input <laughs> value, they want value. You cannot get what you have not put in life. You can never get it. 
People working, work in companies and they are lazy and they want to get from the company what they have not put in that company. And so you get somebody and you promote the person and you give the person higher salary and they are there. We were here before they came. 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 Leadership is not a long service award. <laughs> you understand? You can't say you were here before they came. It is what you put in life that you get back. If you put nothing in life, you get nothing. Nothing. And nothing. Okay, let me tell you something. Very soon, you're going to introduce some programs at GSGL. We're already running the, the graduate diploma in legal studies. In fact, you just have to be mature to come in. Two years, equivalent to first degree, awarded by ICM. If you want to be a lawyer, block two years and study and pay for it because I won't give you a scholarship on that one. Just pay for it. Pay for it. Pay for it. Every weekend, wake up. Block two years. Say the next two years, my studies are blocked. I'm studying the next two years. The next two years, I'm studying, I'm studying. By the time you finish that two years, you have a law degree. You will get what you put in life. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? When I wanted to start a university, I said, no, I want to start a university that I can influence. I don't want to start a university where, where others influence the university for me. So let me go and get a master's. And I was busy, 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 pastoring the church, running the training organization, marrying mommy, and raising children. With all these, I'm so busy. But yet, I was able to dedicate two years studying because I wanted to get something out of life. Sometimes you get people who say that this thing is too difficult. But who told you that people who succeeded did the easy things? They did the most difficult things that nobody wanted to do. They chose it. They did it. When they were doing it, others would laugh at them and mock at them and say, Tale, you're tired for life, oh. On a Saturday morning, I was going to lecture at the school. And here was a, a young man eating mango early in the morning. By some, by, sitting by the wall. Serious, early morning. So I stopped my car and said, Hey, I'm about to do any mango. Like this morning, this mango. You know what he said? He said, Dada, my bachelor, come to me, pow. So I'm very hungry. But you know, I gave him money. You know why I gave him money? I gave him money because he was carrying his sunshine box. He was doing something for his life. He was hungry. He didn't stay at home blaming people, blaming his family. He was carrying a sunshine box and he was just eating mango that morning to just go out there and just survive and do something. Now, this boy, I can tell you with the attitude he has, with no food in the morning, will still find some mango somewhere and carry a sunshine box and go somewhere. If I get that boy to be a cleaner in my university, that boy would take advantage of the environment of the university and ask for scholarship to study and ask for this and ask for it. By the time you realize he's the president of the university. You understand? Meanwhile, they are boys. There is no job. <laughs> there is no job. One of the young men came to me, said he's sick. He wants me to go to hospital. Get the hospital he pointed to me. There's a white hospital at Sakumono here. <laughs> I need to be on some drugs and I need to be there. What's he was talking to me? The rings on his fingers. Phone he was carrying. I just looked at him. I said, if I take you to hospital, you will go to government hospital. It's cheap. I'll put you there. He said, okay, okay, okay. Daddy, no problems. But I, Daddy, I don't have any eating. I said, you know, I can give you any money you want. But I will not solve your problem. If I give you money now to go and buy food and eat, tomorrow you will still be hungry. What you need is a job. He said, yeah, Daddy, I want this kind of job, this kind of job, this kind of job. I said, okay, I hear you. Those jobs, they don't exist because you need certificate to have them. You have the certificate? No. Okay, son, the lot of jobs are around. Do you see construction? This church, we are always doing construction. Come and carry concrete. His face changed. I said, me, my father, as a pretending minister of the Methodist church, my father was a prominent scholar. When we grew up and he had no money, he went out on the street to beg. He forgot about who he was and went out. When you saw my father going out to beg, and you see my father's suit and his tie, and he's on the street begging, you'd be amazed at this man. Handsome man. 
my children must leave. He had options to tell my, my mother, uh, we need to take off your children. I'm tired. I'm going to the village. He had those options. All things are big brothers in this country. Big brothers. And at the time my father was begging on the street, they were big. What my father would eat, where he would sleep, what he would wear, they could have provided all. But my father felt, I have brought some people to this world, I have a responsibility towards them, and I need to make sure they have the responsibility. I hear people who say, I don't have school fees, let the children stay at home. My father used to go with me to school to go and write my examination. He would carry his pension uh, card and go and show Beza. You see, I'm a pensioner. They will pay me this and let my boy write examination. I am begging you. I am begging you. My father will beg for me to write examination. So they look at who I am. His memory will live forever because he put something in life. He will be dead and gone, but his memory will live. Put something in life. He must get it back. Even though he's dead and gone, he still will get what he put in life. Even though he's dead and gone, what have you put in life? Stop the blame game. Stop the laziness. Get out from your bed. Get out there. Put something in life. Just put something in life. No matter what you put, just put something. Just make sure you are putting something. Just stop massaging your ego. Who are you? To think that some jobs are too small for you to do. Who are you? I said, get out there and put something in life. If it's me you want to be to pastor you, you better put something in life. Because I am putting things in life. I am constantly, continuously putting things in life. And you have to put something in life. God bless you. Thank you for coming to the service today. God bless you. God bless you. May the word of the Lord have spoken impart your life. I make a decree. Let the wisdom principles I've shared right now, let it enter into your spirit. Let it enter into your spirit. Let the Holy Ghost give your reasoning and thinking faculties a touch. In the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God. In the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God. May the God of heaven help you. You will not fail, you will succeed. You will not fail, you will succeed. Let these wisdom keys open doors for you. Open doors for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're grateful for tuning in to the Pleasant Word broadcast with Bishop Gideon Titi Ofer, brought to you by the Pleasant Place Shifo Chapel, the church with pleasant people. Find the Pleasant Place on the Spinters Road, Basket Bus Stop, near Unibank. Dial 0264 133 333. 0264 133 Yeah.